down through the centuries, even to today, people have been telling the story, telling the news of who Jesus is. And today we have a friend from the Gideons, um, our brother Rick Skelly, who is here to share with us about their particular ministry and continuing that heritage of telling the story, sharing the message of Jesus with others. Uh, Rick is the regional coordinator of, um, of the Gideons in Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana. Uh, so he oversees kind of the ministries of those three states and does a bit of traveling from his home in Northeast Ohio. Um, but he's here today to share with us about how the Gideon ministry is, is moving and uh, how we might partner with them. So Rick, come and share with us. Ephesians 2.12 says that to be without Christ is to be without hope. To live without Christ is to live in a state of uncertainty, with little expectation of the future, and with no real solutions to life's most difficult challenges. Much of the world exists in this state of hopelessness. To find hope in the person of Jesus Christ is to find hope in its purest form. Hope in Christ is more than a momentary respite from pain, more than a wish of things to come. It is true and lasting. It provides us with a strong and assured expectation of what God has promised, and it changes who we are and how we live. This hope is part of our salvation. It provides power for living. It gives us joy. It gives us protection. It gives us strength and boldness. It gives us comfort and peace. It gives us confidence in ministry. As children of God, we abound in the hope of Jesus Christ daily experiencing the blessing of calling Him Savior. If we believe His Word is alive and absolute, we should not be able to contain the hope inside of us. With every Bible we place, with every scripture we distribute, and with every word of witness we share, we offer true and lasting hope in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as long as there are people in the world who do not know Jesus, who do not have hope, our work is not finished. Our work is never done. Philippians 1.27 speaks to us in this way. It says, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. And if that would be the end of the verse, that would be a great verse. But it goes on to say that whether I come and see you or I'm absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm 
in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. And that's our message this morning that we share with the Gideons. We'll ask the question, who are the Gideons? First of all, well, we are Christian business and professional men. And our wives join alongside of us as members of the auxiliary. We're serving in 200 countries, territories, and possessions around the world with one mission in mind, and that is to reach men, women, boys, and girls with a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're standing firm and standing side by side with our partner churches that come alongside of us. We are a missionary extension of your church so that every Bible that goes out in our community here in, the, in, uh, in this area or in the state of Michigan or around the world comes from someone like you in a church like yours. And we're here to say thank you today for your part in that work, in that ministry. I mentioned that uh, we are in uh, 200 countries, territories, and possessions around the world. Uh, I have a red box drawn on the map there that uh, uh, some churches would call that the 1040 window or restricted access nations. Well, those are countries that do not allow Christian literature to be distributed. And so we can't go there. As we, we won't go in and, and break the law. But the word of God will not be stopped. I'll share with you that uh, the Word of God is getting into those countries. I'm going to show you another brief video, and I'll come back and tell you how that's working out. Mark 13.10 tells us that before Christ returns, the gospel must first be preached to all nations. And so that little red box is of strategic importance uh, to the world as, as we reach them with the gospel of Christ. You see, it's interesting to note that all the other countries that are on the map, we are uh, distributing God's Word. Last year, to the glory of God, almost 85 million copies of Scripture went out worldwide. That's a really big number. If you want to boil that down a little bit, it's a million Scriptures about every four days. And that's still a big number. So I like to go with this one. If you put your hand on your heart, and every time your heart beats... Two scriptures goes out somewhere around the world and your heart doesn't stop beating and neither do the scriptures stop going out. So think about that every time your heart beats, that somebody around the world is receiving two copies of God's word. It's the Gideon Bible app. This is something that every person in your church with a smartphone, either Android phone or iPhone, can download for free off of the app store. It has the word of God in almost 1,300 different languages. And it's organized by language and by country. So you can call up any country in the world, even the ones inside the red box, and you can see the languages that the Bible's available, and it can be downloaded to your phone. In the front of that app, there are, are helps for, in times of need or helps with life's, uh, life's problems, and also a little Romans Road plan of salvation. So you can use that app on your phone that's always with you as an evangelism tool to help you share Jesus with someone else as you are going. And that's who the Gideons are, and that's what we're all about, is as we are going, as God takes us from place to place in our daily life and our work, we're sowing seeds of his word along the path as we go. And you can be a part of that, too, through the, the Gideon Bible app. Does it make a difference? Well, I can tell you absolutely it does. Sometimes it would make a difference to a young man sitting in a youth prison uh, back in my home area in Maslin, Ohio. Uh, the young man uh, would stand up in front of his friends and say, I'm William and I'm an atheist. I don't believe a word that's coming out of your mouth. But we could tell that the Lord was working on William's heart. And after about five weeks of coming to a Monday night Bible study, young William walked to the front of the room in front of his peers and said, Rick, will you pray for me? I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. 
God is the only one that can take a heart of stone and turn it into a heart of flesh. And that's what God is in the business of doing. We share the word of God in prisons worldwide. Uh, one of the biggest prison ministries in the United States happens right here in the state of Michigan. Uh, and the Gideons are a part of that. We take all of the Bibles that are used and worn that come out of our hotels. And those hotel Bibles get the covers taken off of them. And we recycle the pages into the prisons and jails. And we have countless testimonies of people that come to know Jesus as a result of one of those Bibles. You see, a Bible in a hotel room has an average lifespan of about six years. And in that six years in a hotel drawer, that Bible has an opportunity to reach about 2,300 different people. But by then taking it and feeding it into the prison system, it has an untold life that continues on where it reaches down into the very desperate uh, underbelly of life where people are, are desperate in need of hope. And they find hope in the pages of the Bible. Isaiah 55.11 probably says it best. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return unto me void, but will accomplish that which I please and will prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. We see this happen and play out over and over and over again. Wherever the word of God goes, it connects with somebody that's in need. How many of you have ever stayed in a hotel or motel and the first thing you do is pull out that nightstand drawer and you check and see, is the Bible there? Yeah, we all do it. We've come to expect that it's going to be there, but uh, this is a blessing from God that we have been able to do this over the years. I shared with Pastor before the service that, uh, that since the Gideon started placing Bibles in hotels back in 1908, uh, the total number of scriptures that have gone out into the world since then is over 2.33 billion Bibles. Now, most of those go into the hands of school-age boys and girls. Some of them end up in coffee shops, like here. Uh, Carlos and Juan were sharing a shift at their coffee shop in Kansas City. And Carlos was about to get married. And the woman he was about to get married to, they already had one child, and she was pregnant with a second child, and they decided they were going to get married. And Juan knew that Carlos did not know about Jesus. And so we, he called me over, he knew I was a Gideon. He said, can you tell Carlos about that thing in the back of the book? And we said, yes, we can. And we were able to share God's plan of salvation, to tell them about God's love for us because he created us and that we're a sinful people and we sinned against God and God had to make a remedy for that sin through his son, Jesus Christ. And right there behind the coffee shop, Carlos prayed to receive Jesus as his savior. And for the sake of about a dollar and a quarter that somebody like you put in an offering plate, we were able to take those funds, convert it into a Bible, place it into Carlos's hand, and now Carlos's name is not only written in the back of his little Bible, but it's also written in the Lamb's Book of Life, so that someday we'll stand together in eternity side by side for the faith of the gospel. I'd like to have you also pray for Ahmed uh, on the uh, shift following Juan and Carlos. They were so excited about what had taken place and that Carlos had come to know Jesus uh, that they were a buzz about it. And when Ahmed came in, Ahmed called me over and he says, what's this about? And he says, well, Carlos prayed to receive Jesus as his savior. And he was curious about that Christian book, uh, but uh, he, he didn't want to, uh, uh, to, to talk about that. But we were able to get him an Arabic Bible. And that's what he's holding in front of there, one of these little Arabic Bibles. They're actually built backwards. You've got to read them from uh, back to front uh, and from right to left instead of left to right. But uh, we were able to get him the word of God in his own language. And I asked Ahmed if I could take his picture. And the first thing he said was no, because he didn't want anybody in his home area to know that he had that book. Uh, very dangerous for him to uh, to have that book. But when I asked him again, I said, well, could I take your picture 
and have a reminder for me to pray for you. And can I share that with people in my circle that would also pray for you? And so I would ask you, pray for people like Ahmed. There's a lot of folks out there that are curious about what's in that Christian book. And we have ways of getting that to them. I shared with Pastor before the church service that uh, not too long ago I was on a college campus at uh, Kent State University over in Ohio. And they put me right outside the building of Muslim Studies. And we were handing out our our little uh, college New Testaments, a little green one. And they saw who we were. They saw the boxes. They knew what we were doing. And they would walk way out around us and wouldn't have eye contact with us. They just didn't want to have anything to do with us. So I had our men on the path along the way take their cell phone and load up that Gideon Bible app and have the Arabic on the screen. And we put the Bibles away and we showed them the Arabic and we offered them the Bible app card. And we couldn't get a single one of them to take a paper copy of the Bible, but we had 1,500 of them take the app card that day. And the exciting part of it was when they came out of the building of Muslim Studies, they were glued to their phone, and I could see on their screen that they were looking at that word. They're curious to know, but they have a risk involved of being caught with that that book. And so we're just thankful to the Lord that we have an opportunity to reach people of other faiths and and to satisfy their curiosity. And we know what God and the Holy Spirit does with that as they read uh, more and more about Jesus and about who he was and who God said he is and why he came. They'll be touched by the Holy Spirit and some of them will come to believe and we praise God for that. We have opportunities and blessings of those Bibles in the hotel room drawers. Sometimes it, uh, it's meant for good. Here's a man named Elliot Osowit who checked into a hotel with the intention of taking his own life, and he came in contact with a Bible that was laid out open in the room. And it infuriated him. He was so angry, he swatted it off of the table and onto the floor, but it stayed open. And so he went over it, and he gave it a kick, and he was going to kick it underneath the bed. And when you know it, it's one of those bed frames that was solid all the way down to the floor. And so as he looked down, the Bible was still open, and as he picked up the Bible, he saw it, and it was open to John 14, and he read verse 27. Peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be dismayed. And that night, Elliot Osowit read the Gospel of John and found Jesus as his Savior was able to be reconciled to his wife and his family, and has gone on to be a Baptist pastor down in North Carolina, just retired two short years ago, but has led countless hundreds and hundreds of people to Lord Jesus Christ after himself, a non-believer, coming in contact with the Word of God and allowing God to work in his heart. Sometimes we have an opportunity to share with uh, men on the street. These are a couple of homeless guys down in Kansas City that were hanging outside of a mall. Now, they would actually would, would run into the mall to get into the air conditioning. It was over 100 degrees that summer. And every time they would run in, the security guards would chase them back out, and they were playing this little game of tag with the security guards. Uh, but uh, Freddie on the right... Uh, I was compelled to approach him, and I had one of these little pocket testaments with me. And as soon as I showed it to him, he got excited. He said, wow, I had one of those when I was in jail, and I just got out, but I left my book at the prison. I really wanted to get another one. And I said, well, Freddie, it's your lucky day. I've got this one for you. He says, really, I can have that? He says, oh, wait right here. And he ran, and he got his friend Carlos. And he says, dude, you got to tell Carlos about that thing in the back of the book. And we sat down and we shared uh, the plan of salvation with his friend, uh, Carlos. And right there on the, on the street, we were able to reconnect Freddie with the uh, 
commitment of salvation that he made while he was in prison, and he was also to bring his friend alongside. And I know that they didn't go to sleep that night until they worked out where Carlos was going to spend eternity. So we praise God for those opportunities along the way. Sometimes we get to go to the other side of the world. I was blessed to be in Papua New Guinea uh, not too long ago. And uh, they believe that they're a Christian nation. And they actually start every day in school reading the Bible and opening with a word of prayer. And as the head teacher here was just finishing the morning prayer that morning, the local Gideon's tugging on my shirt sleeve. And he says, so what do you think, Rick? This is how you do things in America, right? I didn't have the heart to tell him that if we were in America and standing on public school grounds, we probably would be arrested uh, or at least uh, uh, severely threatened. Uh, but here's a look of uh, why we go and do what we do, because every one of these are, are fifth grade students holding their Bible up in the air. It's the only possession they're ever going to know, and it's a gift from a church like yours that seeds a little bit of money into an offering plate that turns into Bibles that go around the world. I'm happy to tell you this morning that as of uh, uh, this uh, last March, the cost of one of these scriptures anywhere around the world in the hands of a school-age boy and girl like this is now down under a dollar and three cents. It's because of the quantity and the magnitude of what we do around the world. God is blessing us with the ability to make his fruit multiply, and we're thankful for that. I'll end with a picture like this. Acts chapter 1 uh, in verse 8 reminds us that uh, we'll be witnesses for him in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the uttermost ends of the earth. And everywhere we go, God gives us an image like this, a picture like this. And just across that bridge and around the corner to the left, and I can tell you, you've arrived at the uttermost ends of the earth. And what do you find when you get to the uttermost ends of the, wor- of the earth? Another school and another thousand students that are waiting to receive a copy of God's word. You see, most of what we do around the world, of that 84 or 85 million scriptures that went out last year, over 70% of that was to school-age boys and girls, most of them in other countries around the world. About 11 million scriptures here in the U.S., the rest of those have gone out into the world where there is a fertile ground. Uh, The Bible tells us that the fields are white unto harvest, and God puts us in that harvest field, and we sow the seeds Another waters, and it's God that provides the increase. So we're going to say thank you this morning, Pastor, for allowing me to come and share a little bit about the Gideons uh, and our worldwide mission. Thank you, congregation of Mount Haley Church of God, for sowing into this work uh, the seeds that you provide. We'll scatter them. We'll get them out there. And we know, according to Isaiah fifty-five eleven, that God's word will not return void. Thank you, and God bless.